Hello and welcome. This is Gartkosh and Glenboig Parish Church's service for Sunday the 30th of August. I'm Dave Slater. I'm delighted we can join in worship together, and particularly this morning that the Reverend Dr. Jane Denniston of Campsie Parish Church, Lennoxtown, is leading parts of our service. As ever, links for downloading the order and notices are in the descriptions on Facebook and Podbean. Notices are listed at the end of the order of service. Please note that today's Facebook Live, the Sunday Cup and Chat, will be a little earlier, about 3.45pm, finishing around 4.15pm. Wednesday prayer at 7.30, as usual. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Let us worship God, singing our first song as we prepare ourselves. Be still for the presence of the Lord. Be still for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Come bow before Him now with reverence and from Campsie Parish Church and me, the minister, Jane Denniston. Our folks at Campsie really enjoyed Dave's contributions to worship last week and it's good to be able to share and collaborate in this way. Dave may already have told you that we first met some years ago when he was in training for ministry and I worked in the Ministries Council and since then we've renewed our acquaintance when he was the interim moderator of Campsie Parish Church and I was one of the very nervous applicants Dave was a very good interim moderator and made the whole process very easy, for me at least. And it's great to be with you this morning. So now, let's come before God in prayer. Let's pray. Creator God, you have made all things good. 
Nothing is beyond your reach or your redemption. You are the God of the whole universe. All of creation sprang from your imagination. And yet you are mindful of us, mere mortals. You call on us to reveal your presence and to tell of your faithfulness from generation to generation. Wherever we gather, you are there. Before we arrive, you inhabit the space and when we leave, you remain. Your presence makes every space sacred. All ground is holy ground when you are there. Forgive us when we neglect to acknowledge you. Forgive us when we forget to turn to you. May our worship today bring us back to you and increase our awareness of your beating heart at the centre of life, your breath inspiring all life, your love restoring our souls, that once again we know ourselves beloved of God, united with all your creatures in heaven and on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We continue accepting donations for Coatbridge Food Bank. You can still leave them in bags at the gate of 102 Loch End Road, Garkosh, or let us know to arrange pick-up. And please do support that if you can, as the need is still great. We understand those who may not be in a position to do so, but those who wish can hand in offering envelopes to the treasurer or request our bank details to make a transfer or set up a standing order. Anyone who wants to find out about becoming a church member, let me know so we can arrange some online preparation classes. A small group of people have been doing things to work towards opening in person at Gartkosh in a few weeks' time, but a lot depends on having people who are willing to help. Due to advice, those who are older and or have significant health challenges are recommended not to attend, though the decision is always the individual's, but no one should feel under pressure. I can't stress that strongly enough. We will be glad to hear of anyone who would be free to volunteer, either in preparing the building for worship or taking on stewardship, cleaning and other roles in the service. Please contact me, Reverend Dave, if this is something you're comfortable with taking part in. Now, this afternoon, I'm conducting a Thanksgiving and Blessing service outdoors in a garden in Garkosh, suitably distanced, of course. So please keep Marcello and his family in your prayers. Uh, We're doing it just now as some of the family are returning to Italy next week but we hope in due time to welcome them to our church building too. Birthdays, I know there have been for Suzanne Reed, Happy birthday, Suzanne. Jean Bradley, very happy birthday, Jean. Uh, Alicia Bunch, happy birthday to you. And happy birthday to Elaine Duncan, who I think shared in our services last summer or the summer before from the Scottish Bible Society. Her report is always a highlight of the General Assembly. But maybe you're not on Facebook or your birthday isn't. You can always send in uh, your birthdays for being shouted out. You might want to send somebody else's birthday in. And the way the new Facebook's looking, I might not be as able to look up people's birthdays. You're probably all breathing a sigh of relief at this point. Please continue to keep family and friends of all those who mourn in your thoughts and prayers. And remember those who are ill. Like last week, if you're online and if you wish, after you've listened to the reading and the second hymn, you could pause and click on the video link of Jane giving her reflection before coming back to listen to the rest of the service. Or you can simply listen right through to the audio version, as normal. 
Our reading this morning comes from Exodus chapter 3. Now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face, because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I, that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. Amen. Thanks be to God for his word.
what you think of when you think of the word holy. Other words which might come to mind are pure or sanctified, sacred or blessed. Perhaps we think of the church building as being a holy place, and perhaps the older it is, the more its walls have absorbed the singing and praying of generations of the faithful, the more holy we think it is. Perhaps we think of something holy as being something set apart, and that view would be reinforced by the communion service in which the minister often says, I take these elements of bread and wine to be set apart from all common uses to this holy use and mystery. There is certainly a sense of the holy being other, being different, being special. But today's reading rather turns that on its head. There was nothing especially holy about the place Moses found himself in after he'd gone to find pasture for his sheep. It wasn't a site of ancient worship. There was no temple, nothing to mark it out in any way from any of the scrubland round about it. And yet it was holy ground. Holy because God was there and his presence made it holy. Holy because that was the place God elected to speak to Moses and to give him charge of the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt. Holy because it was a place of encounter. For me this is a reminder that anywhere can be holy ground, church but also home, the house group or prayer meeting, but also the local shop, a cathedral or a canteen, a gathering of believers or a chance encounter. Anywhere can be holy if we are just looking out for it. Perhaps we should look harder for the sacred in the ordinary and the divine at work in common things. But to return to Moses and his encounter with God, the first thing God says to him is, remove the sandals from your feet for the place on which you're standing is holy ground. I find it interesting that God asked Moses to remove his sandals. He didn't ask him to kneel down. He didn't ask him to bow down. He didn't ask him to cover his eyes. He didn't ask him to take any of the actions we normally associate with worship or being in the presence of the holy. He asked him to remove his sandals. This makes me wonder, when we stand on holy ground, when we come before God in worship, what does that mean for us, metaphorically speaking, to remove our sandals? I think there are at least three meanings to this act which illustrate actions and attitudes that we should take when we encounter God in worship. Firstly, Moses stood on the holy ground in his bare feet. The skin of the soles of his feet was in direct contact with the ground. He had removed a barrier between himself and God when he removed his sandals. In the same way, when we come before God in worship, we should, as far as we are able, remove any barriers which exist between ourselves and God. So what barriers may we have erected which need to be removed before we can hear God speak? Perhaps we come to worship out of habit and rote, and that has become a barrier which prevents us hearing God. Instead, can we come in an attitude of expectation that God will speak? Perhaps we have come to worship with anger or resentment in our hearts towards a fellow church member. That could be a barrier to hearing God speak. The barriers we put up will be different for each of us, 
But what we learn from Moses this morning is that we should be prepared to remove these barriers if we are going to encounter God. Secondly, for Moses to remove his sandals was an act of humility. To walk with bare feet is to be vulnerable. Are we able to be vulnerable before God? Or do we prefer to maintain the act, the pretense that actually we can manage fine on our own? Are we humble enough to acknowledge our place in creation, our smallness against the sweep of history and the universe? Are we humble enough to consider that we might not have got it all sorted, that we might not be right about everything, that we don't have a monopoly on the truth? Are we prepared to have God challenge us, because that is a very vulnerable place to be? The third thing which I noted when I read of Moses removing his sandals is the need to walk with care. When you walk with bare feet, you walk gingerly, watching where you put them. And this aspect of walking barefoot on holy ground is perhaps most significant when we meet with others, when we engage with them. What this passage tells me about such encounters is that we should walk with care. We should be careful where we put our feet, for fear of being hurt ourselves, but also and mainly for fear of trampling unwittingly on someone else's fragilities. The fourth and last aspect of this passage which I noted is that it ends in a call. If you are standing on holy ground, if you have removed the barriers between yourself and God, if you are prepared to be vulnerable, if you are prepared to step lightly for your own sake and especially for the sake of others, then you will be called by God. That may sound terrifying, but God didn't just call Moses. He also equipped him. So as you go into the week, think about the places you will go, limited at the moment because of coronavirus, but still possible. Where is the holy in these places? What encounters is God leading you into where you will stand on holy ground? What is he calling you to do or say in these encounters? How is he equipping you to make a difference in your world? What kind word or act is he asking of you that the touch of his hand will be felt in the life of those you encounter? Amen. We move into our prayers for others. Let us pray. Dear God and loving Heavenly Father, as you know all things, you know we sometimes feel we need not pray, yet Remind us that you delight in the prayers of your people. We ask you to help us in removing any barriers to our sensing your presence. Forgive the sins we recognise and those we have blind spots about, the mistakes we've made and the good that we've left undone. And grant us that knowledge of your mercy and forgiveness. Help us to know what it is to be vulnerable, and to recognise that vulnerability in others, whether those who are or have been in hospital, we pray on for Betty MacDonald and others known to us who are ill or recovering, whether still in hospital or resting at home. We think too of different vulnerabilities and the work that we support in food banks and other initiatives. We pray for the ability to walk carefully, to consider others, 
even perhaps especially when we disagree. May this unusual time bring about unusual reconciliation and restoration of broken relationships where that's possible, and a salving and healing of bitterness. Give us the ability to tune in to your call, to understand the words and acts you have prepared in advance for us to do, and give us boldness and courage not only to see opportunities, but to grasp them and make a difference in our own small corner of your world. We pray for the work of our churches and volunteers in Kirkosh and Glenboig and Campsie, perhaps at differing stages of getting ready for worship in the buildings, yet still following the call to minister to and serve in the communities where we are. In the well-known, even well-worn words, make us channels of your peace, instruments of your love. May we bring pardon for injuries, faith for doubt, a spirit of giving instead of seeking only to receive, a servant heart rather than a domineering one. We pray in and through the name of Jesus, who taught his disciples a pattern of prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever. Amen. Let's sing in our response to the holy presence and calling of God. A closing song. I, the Lord of sea and sky. I have heard you calling in the 
together these two weeks. Peace to the community and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. God's grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with undying love and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you and those you love and those you're called to love today and always. Amen.